Welcome to Churches Planting Churches, a podcast on the theology and practice of church planting. I'm your host, Tony Morita. We believe that healthy leaders plant healthy churches. Therefore, we value theological training and spiritual development among pastors and planters. Biblical literacy is becoming rare as theological confusion grows around the world. And we must combat theological poverty with robust theological training of pastors. Pastor training is critical to our mission and Acts 29 trains pastors and aspiring planters in a number of ways. The newly announced Grimke Seminary is one of those ways. Grimke exists to train pastors and planters who are characterized by theological clarity, cultural engagement, and missional innovation. Grimke specializes in training men for the realities of pastoral ministry. Grimke trains pastors and planters in the church, by the church, and for the church. With me on the podcast today to tell us about this new seminary are my good friends live and in person, Brian Lachlan, CEO of the seminary and lead pastor of Remnant Church in Richmond, Virginia, and Doug Logan, Grimke president and pastor for church planting at Remnant. Guys, it is a great joy to have you in the flesh, in person, right here, on the A29 Churches Planting Churches podcast. Oh man, good to be here, big bro. We snuck in here, man. Just, you know how we do. We about to, you know, we're gonna chop it up for the Lord, for the glory of Christ. It's so exciting because we have these uh, monthly meetings uh, to talk about Grimke. I didn't say in the intro that I serve as the dean of Grimke Seminary. Amen. Uh, until they, at least they find a real one. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Can't get any more real than you pass the tone. We know these. And normally I'm up in Richmond having these meetings, but they were gracious enough to come down to my neck of the woods. And we just want to have a podcast talking about theological training. We want to talk about uh, a little bit about Grimke and uh, let people know uh, what's up because we're starting uh, next semester, right? So yes, we're in recording January. this uh, right now in November of 2019, and uh, the plan is to uh, start class next semester, right, B? Yep, absolutely. Starting January 1. Uh, well, January 6th, I believe, but still got time to apply. So, yeah. Absolutely. So tell the listeners a little bit, as brief as you can be, Doug, um, your your story, how you came to faith, and how you got to this point, man. <laughs> brief as you can be, Brief Doug. as you can be. Did you no, get, did you use get no that, homiletics. That, that's a threat. That caveat there. That's, okay. a, that's, that's a racial statement. But, um, <laughs> um, but man, yeah, man, Lord saved me back in 96, man. I was an unsaved Christian, if you will. <laughs> I was a church boy, man, dating a an atheist at the time, man. The Lord just radically saved us, saved me one night and then saved her about a week later. We've been married nearly 25 years since that day. Um, yeah, man, so, um, and in that journey, man, I, my wife is white, so I experienced challenges in both worlds, in the, in, 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 in the black church and in a white church, if you will, you know, those are broad, broad brush terms, but, Man, and I, I landed um, in and around Acts 29, and my spiritual father, my father in the ministry, my pastor, Dr. Eric Mason, just grabbed up on me around 2006, 2000, 2006, 2005, and we've been banging since then, man, and planted me in 2011 in Camden. And 
got three boys, 21, 22, um, and 30, and 21's in Bible college, 22's about to get married, and 30 is is grown with my three grandkids. So, yeah, man, so for me, landing here with Grimkey Seminary has been a dream and a vision to see a seminary work with the church, for the church, that people might be trained in context. Um, I like to call Grimkey a church for uh, a seminary for the underdogs, um, guys who have deep desire but lack the relational um, capacity, lack the relational connection to get in and financial viability. So, so that's what lands me there. So, uh, man, by God's grace, planted a few churches in Camden. Um, um, Epiphany Baltimore, Epiphany Gloucester City, Epiphany Brooklyn, you know, coach and serve guys in um, 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 Cruciform Church in um, Florida, all Acts 29, man. And from there, we just want to see those guys train and develop. So Grimke is a natural outflow for that. So that's where I'm at. Um, that's good. I want to come back to some of the d- distinctives of Grimke uh, in just a moment. B, tell us uh, your story, how you got to this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll try to keep it concise. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can, you know, uh, be any more concise than Doug, of course. But my my story is pretty. I think I feel like I'm at this point. You know, with those types of questions, I'm. I'm uh, what you might call classically de-churched. Uh, grew up when I was real young, parents in the church. Uh, I got divorced when I was real young, eight or nine, and I was out of the church all the way through to my mid-twenties. Uh, I guess so I got a lot of uh, gospel Bible church hopping around a little bit when I was young, then just out of the church. My dad was a classically, you might saw uh, say uh, he was a frustrated preacher's kid if I was uh, keeping it cordial. And uh, so we got a lot of Bible, but then a whole disdain for the church and all that kind of stuff. So I uh, had somebody when I was in college started sharing the gospel with me uh, again revisiting and uh, he's he's uh, was a good friend of mine said you know he'd recently become a Christian I said well that's wonderful man I said shoot I've been a Christian all my life so uh, let's keep partying and uh, he said well nah nah you know as now nah, it's a little bit different at this point I said okay so uh, we, we started talking a whole bunch the Lord ended up working graciously through those circumstances uh, to kind of uh, come to faith got plugged into a Baptist church uh, my wife uh, uh, had grown up there. I always been in the church. Praise God. We met, uh, got married. Well, I was there a couple of years. We met there and um, uh, started dating. Got married in six months, and it's been over fifteen years now. Four kids, uh, two girls, two boys. It's just been amazing. So uh, I was a Sunday school teacher for like seven years, just trying to uh, tell people about Jesus. Uh, pastoral recommendation. They said, uh, you know, you uh, you ought to go to seminary. So I went to seminary long for a long time, and uh, through that, uh, a lot of counsel and discernment seemed like uh, church plant was a good fit for me. Planted in Richmond about a little over ten years now, mm-hmm. and it's just been beautiful to see what God's done ever since. And and uh, so kind of Grimke's in many ways just the outgrowth of the desire to make disciples, train up leaders, and the fact that we can do it better together. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's been the journey. Now I've known both of these guys for for some time, and uh, we we started conversation about theological education uh, a while back. We uh, had individual conversations uh, with each other, Brian. I remember last year. Uh, we were talking in uh, Germany, actually, about uh, theological training, and I know you and Doug were talking, and then 
the next thing I know, you asked me to be a board member of uh, this new seminary, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, how yeah. did Grimke come about? Oh, it's that's a great question. Um, well, I think it's been a, it's been a long journey. Uh, so Grimke, as uh, as a seminary, as a formal institution, is really has been the outgrowth of the desire to plant churches and train up pastors and church planters in the church and uh, see the mission go forth. Uh, so a lot of it was uh, as God continues to give favor, uh, talking with other pastors, with other churches, that uh, there's there's a way that we could do it uh, that would be very helpful uh, in a formalized way. And uh, essentially, uh, out of those types of conversation, uh, Grimke was kind of born in a lot of ways. So it's been it's been I know uh, Pastor Doug and I've talked for a long time. Uh, it's been a similar dream um, that the Lord's kind of placed on his heart in a lot of ways. And uh, I'll, of course, I'll let yeah, him Doug, comment to that. But Doug, tell us about some of your burden. Uh, how how Grimke is in some ways a dream that you've had for a long time. Yeah, so, you know, coming up in the church and then, you know, lack of a better term, becoming reformed in, in my theology, um, the natural process for those is to go to seminary. However, for me, those seminaries were expensive. Um, they would pull me out of ministry, and um, they didn't speak to my cultural context. And so I needed a Rosetta Stone to go from seminary to the street, and um, I did that. Um, I had good good coaches and good people around me that helped me do that, but I just don't think that was the direct route. So for me, it's been a dream of mine and a process, and I've been building on it, playing with it. Of course, it wasn't called Grimke. It was it was and it had many names. Um, we don't um, we don't need to revisit those. <laughs> <laughs> they were all pretty awful, and um, they were all pretty awful. But over these years. And then for years we tried to partner with other schools. Um, me particularly tried to say, man, we would we should have an urban an urban um, an urban department, an urban um, MA, an urban DMIN, an urban something. And a couple of schools had that, then they didn't. And so it was my it was then my push. Um, to try to see a school built out for that, and I particularly wanted a program at a school for that. And then when that did not materialize, man, I wound up in Brian Laughlin's office and I was dreaming that. And then he says, you know what? I've been dreaming that too. And if you know Brian Laughlin's office, he's got a whiteboard and markers. And then next thing you know, we're <laughs> and then next thing you know, his dream of many, many years in his soul, my dream of many, many years in my soul, we, we used some markers and came up with it. And I mean, your name came to the picture right off the table, and that's what it is. I wanted to have an in-context seminary that would help to train without the removal, the snatching out of the leader. And I wanted that to have immediate implications on long-term survival, long-term commitments to church planting, and extended and immediate effectiveness and so that was our dream was and we wanted to be accessible and affordable yeah. so i said my stuff wasn't accessible or affordable it was affordable because by god's grace man everybody gave me a scholarship um um, by God's grace, and so, but everybody won't go. Uh, everybody get always gave me a job. I, 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 I don't know. Um. And so, yeah, man. So right off that, 
So right off the top, man, we just thought accessible, affordable. We want to work directly with churches. We don't want to be like a parachurch. We want to be with the church, come alongside them for their increased effectiveness and long-term um, growth, man. And That's good, man. I want to come back to a few of those. Tell the listeners they don't know who Grimke is. Oh, man, Francis Grimke was born a slave. Um, the, the, the actual slave owner, the plantation owner, was last name was Grimke. And... Um, um, of course, he fathered um, Francis through his mother, who he owned. And upon that, um, Francis was to supposed to be released upon his death. That didn't happen. So he jumped out, um, jumped into the Confederate War for a second to get away, wind up going to school. Talk about a guy that gets an opportunity. His sisters were famous abolitionists. He gets an opportunity. He goes to, um, to school, to study, study law, to Howard, to, and then from there ends up, since the calling from God to, to pastor churches, ends up at Princeton Seminary in New Jersey. Um, Hodge was um, um, the big boy then, the president then, and then went on to pastor for years and years. So he is the the story that I love. He's one of my heroes in the faith as a as a black Presbyterian. Because mm-hmm. he went on to pastor for years, right, in D.C.? 45, 45. Yeah, 45, man. And some would say more because he left for a minute and uh-huh. came back. But he pastored, faithful pastor, writer, man, just a committed cat, killed it for the glory of Christ. And... um. Yeah, I don't know how he lasted that long with Presbyterians, but he did. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and yeah, man, so he was one of my heroes. So he, so he embodies in some ways the story of the underdog, right? You talked yeah, about yeah. earlier. The um, Also, we've talked about the fatherless in ministry yeah. uh, being attracted, hopefully, to Grimke. Absolutely. Uh, you've talked about spiritual fathers, the importance of that. And we certainly want to do that, right, B, to, to be not just uh, dispensers of information, but we want to foster yeah, the yeah, whole I'm development. Good. And 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 uh, uh, serve all of our students in a way that you know addresses yeah. the heart, and the mind, the local church, all of it. Yeah, everything. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it's. It's. You know, it's uh, a practitioner school in many ways. I mean, we want to be a school for pastors and planters, and uh, therefore it has a specific application in mind all the way through the theological training is so that they might lead in local churches or plant local churches that further the mission, make disciples, and um, that DNA of who they are and the type of training they received is reproducible in their local context. So it's not that they have to outsource training, but they can then begin to see uh, a whole host of maturation and leadership development within the church. Uh, so you're not just seeing uh, the great, glorious work of reaching those who do not know God and, and come to know Him, uh, but also seeing them raised up, mm-hmm. uh, disciples made all the way through, matured leaders, matured, so that within the churches you should have a whole tapestry of practitioners, uh, including pastors and planters, that flow out of the work that you're doing in a local context. Yeah. Doug, take us through the life of a, a student, right? So we're out, uh, somebody's listening to this right now. They're interested in Grimke. What does it look like? You've mentioned some of the affordability, the accessibility, but maybe some details. Uh, what, what, what does a guy need to do to, like, get the process started? How much money is, does he need to be planning on? What, what does it look like if, if it's Doug Logan, young Doug Logan, looking to go into Grimke? Walk us through that. Well, if it's young Doug Logan, I'm calling and I'm trying to guilt this, 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 the, um, 
the administration of the school to give it to me for free. And <laughs> however, it's not going to work with this administration. <laughs> it's not going to work here. I'm the guy who does that. That's not going to work. Old, with old Doug Logan. Old not, Doug Logan. He's not, he's so not the working. new Doug Logan would say, "Welcome. We're so glad you've applied. Um, we want that application fee for a second. We want. Um, we would say, hey man, um, it's going to be about a two year journey, um, and you're going to do a majority of it." More about seventy-five to eighty percent um, through your church and through online vehicle, through an online vehicle for submission of papers and and actual practice of that under the tutelage and accountability and headship of your elders or your pastor. The rest you're going to come and do some intensives. We're going to need you to save a couple nickels to fly into Richmond. We got some food when you get here. We're going to have to ask you to save a couple nickels for place to crash, and we're going to do our best to help you along with that. But you're going to spend some time, some intimate time with us for those days. And over that two-year period of time, um, um, you got to be ready for about three to four trips a year for two years, and it's an intensive. Um, this whole, we, not just those weekends are intensive, the program is, has a level of intensity to it, but it's designed to keep you in your role, but increase your effectiveness in that role. And it's not just all practice, it is theological. So from zero to start, we would say apply, we respond, um, and you're looking at give or take 10 grand. And so just think $2,500 um, per semester for four years. And so if you break that down into restaurant food, you break that down, um, if you own a couple pair of Jordans, um, you break that down into, if you like me and you buy a lot of polo, you break that down, <laughs> bro, you can get a, you can a quality it. education. And I think it's you. important for people to know that's incredibly cheap for theological training. And so the scholarship is built into the actual, uh, um, you know, uh, asking price. It's it's built, and somebody at Thrive in a conference recently in Philly I get to serve at, he came up to me and said, Pastor Doug, I want to come to Grimke, but... um, um I would struggle with coming up with that, with the $10,000 for the first semester. And I said, bro, that's for the whole program. <laughs> he started laughing and said, you are lying. Yeah, yeah, and I said, that's bro, the whole master's degree. That's the whole joint. And he was like, okay, my bad. Well, the other question we got up there in the Q&A was, <clears throat> it's so cheap, everybody's going to apply. How are you going to keep keep enrollment down, <laughs> right? And. Uh, I'm not sure we're trying to keep enrollment down. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm like sure we're get, not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anybody listening to this, we would love to have you starting in January, yeah, right? So yeah, they need to get it yeah. in quick, right, B? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, one of the, one of the beauties, I think, um, the reason we're not trying to keep enrollment down is because of the uh, nature of the way the seminary is set up to be an essential partner with the local church. So we're really, uh, one of the things that's been extremely encouraging to a lot of uh, already existing pastors that are pursuing uh, the degree or folks that are going through either pastoral training or church planner residency is uh, already affirming affirming them in their in their roles so if you're if you're already an existing pastor we're coming along and saying you're not a b pastor like you're a legit pastor 
like God's entrusted you to uh, shepherd uh, a congregation well, to teach them the scriptures, to further the mission, to make disciples, and uh, you, you're you're not you, you don't need the degree in order to become a, uh, to actually become a real pastor. So therefore, your ongoing theological training, even at Grimke, is a complement to the role you're already in. It's already affirming them that you're you're already you've already arrived, if you will, as a pastor, and therefore it, it has a whole different posture change as they're actually going through. They're not saying, well, I got to even even guys that uh, may say I might be on the three or four year. So I'm not able because, you know, I have a lot of pastoral responsibilities, I'm not able to do it as as quickly as, as Doug was mentioning. Uh, but it's something that can be even a three, four, five year process because it's pastors are always learning. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that's massive. Yeah, absolutely. The two year isn't a, you know, you have to finish in two years. Uh, but we we talk about the two year thing because uh, achievability is very important that uh, some some guys look at degree programs and it looks so daunting and overwhelming that they'll never be able to finish this. Um, and, well, and you really can finish uh, the degree here. Amen. Do, doesn't mean you're not you might not do another degree in your life or that you've now conquered every subject. That's certainly not the case. But you you can come in and stay where you're at uh, affordably, uh, be in your context and finish your degree. Yeah. The, the other the other great. Um, compliment has been for guys that are going through uh, pastoral training in a local church or they're going through a church planner training is uh, we're there to build up their local pastor. So our primary um, emphasis to them is, is your pastor who is training you is your primary theological instructor. Uh, he's the one you're looking to to actually put um, refinement on what you're what you're being taught at the seminary. We, we as fellow practitioners are in support of their training, mm-hmm. and so we really it's it's not one of those things where well my professor said this and you know uh, and what are we doing in our churches? No, we exist to support the local church, support pastors in their local context, and build them up as the primary uh, ones who are responsible for training and providing theological instruction to the men going through their programs. Mm-hmm. So. It's good. It's good. Now we talked about some of the distinctives, the degrees. Uh, what what degrees are we talking about, B? It's great. Uh, well, we offer uh, MTS is our standard. It's a Master's of Theological Studies, uh, 36 hours for the core, uh, 48 hours across three concentrations. You can do pastoral leadership, uh, urban ministry, or church planting for the 48-hour concentration. Um, and then we also offer a full Bachelor's of Divinity mm-hmm. uh, that will have over- overlapping coursework. Uh, for those that maybe haven't had an undergraduate degree, uh, there's no need because, uh, as the churches are saying, no, uh, it appears that God's gifted you in these ways. Uh, you're you know, uh, we're we're affirming these things, and, and we want you to uh, get some further theological education. Then uh, they would just enter into the Bachelor of Divinity degree. So yeah, yeah. There, yeah. So and and another thing that's important, we're all Acts twenty nine man. And when I was going through the Acts twenty nine process, when I was in my residency, I was going through assessment. I was going through RTS at the time. Um, I was on staff and in a residency, a dual residency at Tenth Pres and Epiphany Philly. And then I was going through ordination for PCA. I was going through ordination at um, Epiphany. It was so much. The beauty of us, if you're in a residency and you haven't planted yet, you can go through our two-year process, through a two-year residency, a two-year degree, and over that two years, you can get your assessment done for Acts 29, all synchronized into one beautiful hmm. picture. And and for you guys who have degrees, I've been getting questions and texts and all that. Yeah, man, come take our urban program. We'll give you a certificate if that's what you want. We'll make it pretty. We'll put cool little logos on it. Cool. Um, we really want our – it is our heart – to educate, strengthen. I think about that Acts 14. To strengthen, encourage. 
um, church planners in context. Paul goes out after he gets beat down, comes back to the scene of the crime to strengthen and encourage. So we're saying, look, we want to come back and strengthen and encourage you. Sure, you've got an MDiv, but I bet you you could learn some more, and I yeah. bet you we. Um, I think we could help you. Yeah. And so we want you to come through. And if you only want to do the four urban, come on through. We'd love to have you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's very much, uh, we, we kind of talked about uh, about this before, it was the difference between, I think Carl Ellis uses this, uh, distinction between a uh, classical uh, theological approach uh, and a jazz theology. So we have a lot of guys that went through a, uh, what you might call a classical approach to learning theology and education. Uh, a lot of that has great benefit, but also when you're coming to learn how to play jazz, um, it's, it's a little bit different environment. So, uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the conversations are, you know, uh, you know, are we basically, even though I've been through, um, you know, a Bible undergrad or I've already have a master divinity or something like that, aren't we basically going to be learning the same thing? I was like, no, we were actually learning to play music a whole different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the basic instrumentation you're using or the, the kind of what it, uh, the actual, um, laws of music, harmony, all those things, how they work uh, applies, but actually how you play and the type of music we're trying to produce is a different mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. It's a different thing in a lot of ways uh, mm-hmm. because it's essentially wet up uh, to the church and building up the church and that sort of thing. Yeah, you guys are hitting on what kind of uh, students uh, we might have at Grimke. The way I've been thinking about it <clears throat> in a helpful, uh, perhaps alliterated form uh, is at Grimke can be a foundational school. And so if you've had no formal training, um, mm-hmm. you may want to do more later in your life. Amen to that. But this is a good starting point. It might be a uh, finishing school. So perhaps you already have an MDiv, but you felt like some of the more practical courses didn't um, really uh, prepare you well. <clears throat> You're going to be taught by you know, current pastors in all of these courses. Everything will have an eye on church planting and and, uh, urban ministry and ministry in the 21st century. So it can be a real finishing school for you. And then the the other category, I'm just calling it the finally category, guys who started a program and never finished. Right. That's right. uh, You know, they've got 20-some-odd hours or whatever at at an institution. They don't need our school, per se. They don't need a degree, per se. Right. But they they would like to finish, and they would like to take the courses, especially, that they haven't had yet. So, you know, they've got 20 hours in something, but they never had Theology 2 or 3 or an Old Testament course or whatever. So I'm I'm, – I'm assuming we're going to have a, a blend of all of those. You've got some finally categories, guys who've been pastoring for a while. You've got some guys who had a degree, may have had a good experience, but really want to hone in on stuff like preaching and church planting and really practical ministry. And then guys who are really young, and this is going to be a real stretch for them uh, academically, perhaps yep, yep. theologically, and that's good too. So man. I think that mixture is going to be a good gumbo, don't you, D? I, you know I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. I just think it's going to be at the first intensive, the combo in the room is just going to scream diversity. And when I say diversity, I don't just mean color. I'm, I mean socioeconomics, background, denomination, um, um, theological, from mm-hmm. cessationist to continuationist to mm-hmm. to. I, what, I what, is, what, what is our the, theology, Brian? Well, what, what's, well, what's the Grimke uh, it's statement? Been, let, 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 yeah, let me add before I chase that one too bad, um, too far. Uh, it, it it does serve, especially in our uh, our you know one of the one of the greatest questions you can ever ask is what time is it, and uh, the role of. Um, Furthering education. So uh, as a pastor, we want pastors that are pastoring uh, 30, 40, 50 
years like Grimke did, then you have to further your education. So we cannot become old dogs that cannot learn new tricks or we actually can't stay on mission Mm -hmm. because the culture is always throwing new things at us. Mm -hmm. And so therefore it requires to be in constant dialogue with other pastors and practitioners that are uh, constantly working out uh, this good news. Mm Uh, what theology uh, is Grimke? Isn't that great? That's a great question. Um, in, we are a uh, seminary that is in official partnership with the Acts 29 Network. So uh, as Doug mentioned, we're not uh, exclusively for pastors and uh, those who are in pastoral training or church planner training, those who are in Acts 29 only. Uh, so we have folks from all different denominational traditions. Uh, but theologically, we're broadly uh, you know, a gospel-centered, evangelical um uh, rightly understood in theological terms, not cultural terms, um, institution. Um, and so uh, we also affirm the Acts 29 statement of faith, those sorts of things uh, are kind of our foundational theological anchors uh, that is, is very much in a lot of ways, if you could say it, it has a, a very hard gospel center. And uh, and then uh, it's a continuing, flexible discussion about how we work these things out uh, in the lives of, of the church. Yeah. Um, you the dean, you know it. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, yeah. I don't even know why I bit on that one. I just need to hunt it back to the dean and let him. I don't know what a dean does. Man. I'm, just, I'm just over here telling everybody we got a school over here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I would say one of the things that uh, Grimke can offer theologically is is we we when we think about theology, um, we, we want to have a conversation. We want to have a Jesus conversation, a gospel conversation, and not as a platitude or label, but as something that uh, requires uh, much work, uh, not just to uh, understand well, but also to work out well. And so, a lot of the questions we ask, uh, one, one of the one of the things that keeps coming up with a lot of students applying or, or questions is. Um, helping folks understand that we're talking about a very different cultural vision of how we think about theology, what are the implications for uh, leadership in the church, the church and its mission, how we understand all those things. All of that requires a lot more uh, than kind of a, uh, a one-sentence answer. So, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a, lot, a lot of the conversation right now is stilted, and it's not rich, it's not deep, and it's not beneficial. Uh, you know, kind of old, uh, old Castle might say it's, it's very uh, – a lot of heat, not a lot of light. Mm-hmm. And so we, let's talk is what I would say. Let's it's talk. It's good. Oh, amen, man. And I'm, I'm excited about the lineup of teachers, lineup of subjects. Um, we're going to be robustly Christ-centered, robustly Christ-centered. And we, you know, we, th- we have a theological vision. You know, it, it flows out of our, our centrality in Christ. So we are looking forward to that. See, oftentimes there's this great dichotomy between, you know, um, um, practice the practitioner and then the theologian, we want to marry those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's what Grimke is all about, the marriage mm-hmm. of those two mm-hmm. and really pushing people out and giving them um, the necessary tool belt, mm-hmm. we believe, to be effective and have long-term effectiveness over time and plant other churches with a new paradigm. Uh, and again, when Pastor B was talking about you know classical music and jazz, the classical and jazz, Classical ain't mad at jazz, and jazz ain't mad at classical, Mm -hmm. but they are different. No, no. That's good. That's good. Well, one keeps me dancing. (laughs) You know, so I I would say, I mean, to to your point about the dichotomy, I think what is distinct is a lot of, uh, we want theological practitioners, so Mm -hmm. that have uh, big heads and big hands and big hearts. So a lot of times you have folks that uh, maybe are formally trained. Uh, This this is why Grumpy is great for those who have a lot of theological education because it serves, as you said, as a finishing school, Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas your head's very big, but 
you got really small hands. Mm-hmm. Olive oil. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not able to reach out and help anybody, but you sure got a thought about it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that wonderful? But on the flip side, because especially in the church planting world, it's very, very working class, you may say, in a lot of ways. It's it's ground and pound. It's, it's Pauline. Uh, those dudes got some calloused up, big boy, strong hands. Mm-hmm. But... Um, we want to ensure that their uh, theological minds are big enough where they don't uh, they 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 are able to continue building for a lifetime. They have the theological richness where they're not beating one another with hammers, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, they're they're not rooted deep enough where um, they are not able to um, deal with the changes that the mission throws at them or the job throws at them mm-hmm. uh, as they continue to grow. So so the wedding up of of uh, you know theological practitioners, pastor theologians, is is uh, essential in a lot of ways. Amen. Amen. I can't wait. <clears throat> we start next week. Uh, if you want uh, more information, next week. We start next year, next semester. That's right. In a yep. couple months. Amen. <laughs> um, more information, they can uh, go to the website, uh, GrimkeSeminary.org. Uh, .org. And yes. uh, get all the information. What is what is next semester looking like right now, B, um, uh, in terms of uh, perhaps uh, your pr- projection of uh, students? And then uh, we've talked about these intensive. What does that look like when, uh, when a, a student question. comes in for that? Uh, we, we, at this point, um, like I said, um, the uh, a lot of the way enrollment works is our official application um, – uh, open application is through the 15th, which would happen to be this Friday as we're recording. But, uh, of course, there uh, we'll have a 30-day till December 15th for you to finalize all your enrollment. So, in reality, you can go ahead and apply and get everything completed by the 15th of December, even all the way up to the first of the year. So, uh, based on what it seems like, we should have at least a solid class of 50-plus students uh, over the first semester. So, we're looking for it. It's, it's going it's to be beautiful. The, the inten- I'm, I'm, I, I, I mean, I always say I, I would – Killed to have gone to our seminary. I know it sounds audacious, um, and, and I don't want to overpromise. You under, probably should commit a crime, but I, I know what you're saying. Right? Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. So it's a metaphor, and we'll <laughs> talk about the various genres of scripture and how to actually work through those. But uh, the the I'm excited about the intensive. The intensives. The reason they're so important is not just oh my goodness, all day lectures through the courses, blah blah blah, because we got to do that. They are going to be fully immersive experience where uh, we you will be with uh, as you mentioned before, Pastor um, other. Uh, brothers who are pursuing pastoral ministry or church planting. So you have a, a serious uh, sense of calling, commitment towards uh, leadership within a local church as a pastoral planter. Yeah, so those will be your your, your the students that are there with you. Uh, they'll be f- uh, fully immersive environments for uh, the three to four days uh, that we're all together. So it won't just be instruction time, although we'll have that, and that'll be very rich. It'll be uh, times where we'll have chapel, we'll have preaching, we'll have lecture series, we'll have worship. Uh, all, all of our uh, meals will be spent together, breakfast, lunch, dinner, all the way to, uh, into the evening alongside other practitioners so uh, we're hoping to, that we'll be able to uh, build a rich communal and uh, uh, in, in, um, invite inviting friendship uh, component into uh, how the intensives are actually accomplished so most of the uh, even even the even um, when you think about the the lectures the lectures will not be a time of regurgitation of whatever book we just read that was 7,000 pages uh, it'll actually be the distillation of that theological content in into uh, uh, practical categories for this is how this actually works out and how you preach, how you build a church, how you make disciples, how you develop leaders, how you actually reach the culture, what all of those sorts of things. You'll have that level of conversation. I remember longing when I went through my theological education, if I could just sit down with one pastor and have an hour-long conversation, that would have been magic. Hmm. Uh, and a lot of – so I, I know 
um, men were all hungry for those things. And yeah. I think that's just going to be an endless time. I think that's a great vision. <clears throat> Doug, the way you said it before is um, – uh, we're going to give a degree, but we're going to give some hugs Amen. as well. Yeah, yeah. Right? And we, we want to hug some people like Grimke. We want to encourage one another, um, those who are you know currently pastoring and those who are seeking to, to pastor and plan. I can't wait for that relational component. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, and, and Pastor Tone, on the front side, we want to have that conversation going in. So in simple, I've been getting text messages and emails. Well, um, yo, Diddy, what about do-do-do-do? If you've got credits— if you've all the three categories you said, just fill out the application, send it in. We'll help sort through it. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's just go. Just send your stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll help you figure it out. So we want to be relational on the front side, in the middle, and we're going to put yeah. you out relationally with your degree. And one final and very important note I would add <clears throat> is because every student has a coach or ideally their pastor, um, those who are currently pastoring, you know, that we'll, we'll assign a coach to, we need them to be coaches and pastors. So if they've got only 12 credits left to finish, you know, Grimke, come, come in and do those 12 and then help us Amen. Uh, build out the school. You can actually be a, a huge player in this, right? That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Grimke Seminary, GrimkeSeminary.org, starting uh, next semester. Super excited, guys. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks, Pastor Thank Tom.